opinions expressed on this webmasterradio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of webmasterradio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life tips. Life tips. Life tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Welcome your hosts, Byron White and Amanda Smith. Welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome, Amanda. How are you? You know what? I'm I'm less I'm less good than I usually am. I am cold, wet, and miserable right now, Byron. This is not summer. We're kicking off July with a real bang here. More rain, more, more <laughs> thunder showers, more cold temperatures. That is not what we had in mind. We were glad to get June behind us. What's your strategy to brighten up the sunshine of, on a rainy day? Any tips for us there? <laughs> well, I've done... I've done some some I've taken some desperate measures. I got my nails painted this obnoxious neon color just to boost my spirits yesterday. <laughs> that that's a great idea. Not that I could try that. I don't think it would might not go over too well. Um, how about do you, do you feel more productive maybe on a rainy day? Like there's no point in even thinking about being outside. Is there some bright bright hope there? No pun intended. Wait. You know, you're actually actually you're you're completely right. Sitting in front of the computer doesn't seem painful when it's you know cold, wet, and rainy outside. I'd, I'd much rather be inside working than you know facing the rain outdoors. So yeah, I guess I am more productive. I bet our guest today, Leslie, uh, po- either Poston or Poston, as we should say, in the Boston marketplace <laughs> here, uh, who we're going to introduce in a few minutes, um, who, by the way, is an upcoming author of the Twitter for Dummies series, along with Laura Fitton and Michael Green, or Groon, another name I can't pronounce properly, but I'm sure Leslie will straighten us out. Um, but anyway, I wonder if... There is more Twitter activity, more social media activity, more Facebook activity on the rainy day activity. For example, if there's a way to take a look at New England, which has been pretty much miserable in all of June, I wonder if Twitter activity year-to-date is up or if there's any way to measure that. What do you think? More social media activity on a rainy day? You know, I would think so. If you're stuck indoors, that's all you want to do is is just talk to other people and interact and, and do your social networking. Yeah, I think so. I would agree with that, but let's let's ask Leslie what she thinks about that. We'll ask the pro. Let's take a break, everyone. We'll be right back in a few minutes with a fabulous guest today. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the 
elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local pages affiliate network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages. With over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings, let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with LocalPages.com. Hey, affiliates. Do you find it a challenge monetizing traffic from the U.K., France, or India? You need offers that will appeal to all of your visitors, no matter where they come from. AdsMarket.com has met this challenge and has turned it into a science. AdsMarket.com gets results for publishers and advertisers with a winning formula. The combination of offers, worldwide traffic, and AdsMarket's up-close and personal media management is exactly the boost needed to monetize international audiences. AdsMarket.com, the science of performance. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Purse Strings, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Leslie, are you with us today? I am. Thanks for having us. Did I get even remotely close to pronouncing your last name correctly? <laughs> uh, my name my name is Leslie Poston, and oh. Laura is Laura Fitton, and then Michael is Michael Druitt. So you're close. Oh, uh, well, I gave it the old college try, the old Connecticut <laughs> college try to be exact, <laughs> where I would just go. Tell us a little bit about your new... Uh, soon-to-release Twitter for Dummies book. Wow, that is a fascinating uh, exercise, I'm sure, that you're going through right now, especially all co-authoring a book with two other people. Tell us a little bit about that and, and uh, what the challenges are and, and how it's, this book is going to change our lives. <laughs> um, I'm not, sure that, not sure that Twitter is responsible for your life-changing experience, but how you use it might be. It certainly changed a lot of people's lives. Um, writing the book with three people regarding Twitter was actually the perfect way to handle it. If you look at our individual Twitter accounts, which they put on the cover of the book, uh, (laughs) which has sent some followers my way in the last couple of days, um, you'll see that we each use it in a completely different manner. Hmm. So that enabled us to help a wider variety of people and make the book more comprehensive. So we actually ended up getting 288 pages written about 140 character service. Interesting. There's there's an interesting (laughs) concept. Now, a curious question. Did you use Twitter to actually write the book amongst yourselves? Um, No, we were were scattered on three different states. Laura lives in Boston, Massachusetts. I live in New Hampshire, and Michael is down in New York City. So we ended up using Instant Messenger and a service that's new called Dropbox for file sharing to write the book on Twitter. But we we are marketing Twitter book using Twitter and Facebook as well. So, mm. so 
just give us a sketch of, of what you cover in the book, if you will? Um, how uh, we, is it really, is it geared towards dummies, or, or is there an <laughs> upgraded uh, bed of knowledge in the book that would appeal to, to some basic users of Twitter? Much of the book is geared towards the beginning Twitter user. Um, we wanted to make... We wanted to solve what Laura calls Twitter's on-ramp problem. A lot of people sign up, and then approximately 60% of the people who sign up for Twitter end up abandoning their accounts because they don't understand what it's for. They don't, you know, they talk about their lunch, and of course, no one responds because it's not interesting. Well, I guess if you're eating exotic foods, it can be interesting, but uh, most people don't grasp it right away, so they leave. So we were trying to address the on-ramp problem and make it simple to sign up, simple to find ways to use it. So out of the 16 chapters in the book, I would say roughly eight, give or take, are geared towards the beginning user. However, there are significant tools listed for the Twitter pros. We share some of our secrets for how we manage our Twitter accounts with high numbers of followers, um, how we use groups and that sort of thing. And there's an entire chapter on Twitter for business, uh, which um, coincidentally ended up being Chapter 11, which we thought was rather amusing, um, <laughs> on how to use Twitter for your business. So. Hmm. Uh, definitely there is something there for everyone. Hmm. What was your uh, sort of niche amongst all of these different areas that you view yourself an expert in using Twitter, I take it, as for your business? or I do use Twitter for my business. Uh, I get asked quite often if I find work using Twitter, and I would say not directly because of what I do. Uh, I'm a social media consultant and a writer. So Twitter is a more lateral uh, success story for me. I find people who I can interview for stories or who I can get help from with a social media project. But when I find clients, it's mostly people who are not yet on Twitter since that's what I teach. Uh, Laura has been on Twitter promoting Twitter for business for quite some time. So she has um, a huge store of knowledge on using microblogging um, behind the scenes and out front for business. So there's some really good information there. And then Michael Gruen is kind of a detail man, you know, so he was able to pull all of it together and help us um, make all of the different pieces fit from our different areas of expertise. So. How did you all come about working together on the project? Twitter. <laughs> uh, we all, all of us met um, via Twitter in some fashion, and we all met. Uh, I've actually met Laura in person. I had met her a number of times before doing the book, so we had grown kind of a friendship. And Michael I actually met through a local charity to Boston called SM4SC, Social Media for Social Change, which is run by Graydon Tripp, uh, Meg Fowler, and some other phenomenal people in the area. Uh, we did the first fundraiser for them at the Harvard, uh, the Harvard Club. That's where we all met. And when it came time to write the book, it just seemed a natural fit. Mm. And do you well, go ahead, I'm sure, Amanda? You have several thousand questions as well. But it, it, it. Um, do you feel? My, my final question is: do, do you feel that social media is here to stay, and that new businesses are being created around the Twitter platform, either directly or indirectly? Absolutely, social media is here to stay, and in fact, um, Laura's next project. Um, she got startup funding for a new startup called 140, which is spelled out the words 140. Uh, you can find out more about it at 140.com. That is based entirely on the Twitter ecosystem. And 
I have some developer friends that are also building some developing applications based on the Twitter ecosystem as well, different aspect of it, um, the game playing aspect of it. That should be kind of fun. And my next book project um, with Jim Keenan is actually talking about the fact that social media is here to stay. I can't say too much about it yet because we're in negotiations with um, several publishers. So, um, But it is definitely going to talk about the future of social media and how it will impact your life. Hey, Leslie, I just want to jump in and ask you about, uh, have you guys covered the all-important subject matter of Twitter etiquette? Because I get questions all the time from our gurus about Twitter etiquette. Twitter, uh, I call Twitter an a la carte service. Uh, and what I mean by that, it, it, is su- it is such a flexible and individual service that every single one of the millions of users now on Twitter uses it in an entirely different way. So there really is no Twitter et- etiquette. There's a few simple ground rules that follow along the lines of email, spam, and that sort of thing. If you if you wouldn't want to receive it in your email box, you know, advertisements and obnoxious uh, sales tactics, then you probably don't want to tweet it. Um, there's no rule about cussing. However, there are uh, children on Twitter. So if that's a concern to you, you need to keep in mind that uh, one of the most famous Twitter users, uh, Glasson, G-L-A-S-O-N, is 10 years old. Um, <laughs> so there is no age limit on Twitter. And while I believe it's the, the parent's responsibility, you know, you should be conscious, but kids might be listening. Um, your boss might be listening. So something that's not really Twitter etiquette, uh, there have been people fired for tweeting about how much they hate their job or how well their new job interview went, you know, uh, when they were interviewing elsewhere. Um, so there are definite concerns that are basically more common sense based than actual etiquette. No, I've been noticing, you know, there's so many celebrities on Twitter now, and there's, you know, CNN is on Twitter. I mean, do you see that, that people are using it for, for more than just the normal social networking, that people are following, you know, up-to-date news stories and, and using it for like a million different purposes these days? It is absolutely being used for much more than the conversation, uh, one-to-many conversation microblog that it started off as. I personally get all of my news via Twitter now. Um, I do research it. You know, after I find the link on Twitter, I'll go deeper into the web and find out more about it, verify it, make sure it's real. Um, but I find that my friends talk about what I'm interested in hearing. So Twitter has become a much more effective news source for me than the, the traditional news outlets. Uh, I love that news outlets like CNN are using Twitter. Um, I think that CNN has been coming under fire this week because of the Iran election. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were actually seeing in on camera reporters were actually getting their news of the election from Twitter in many instances. <laughs> so they did get a, a little under fire for, for that. People felt that they should be bringing the news to us and not the other way around. Um, and I love some of the celebrities that are on Twitter. I love that every, you know, the more people that are on Twitter, the more interesting it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashton Kutcher and MC Hammer are two that come to mind immediately. Imogen Heap, uh, the mm-hmm. musician, um, are several that come to mind immediately that are using Twitter as a very effective way to actually talk with their fans and have discussions back and forth and not as an elitist, you know, broadcast mechanism. And then there's others that don't quite get the concept. So um, I, I some of like the cast the, of Heroes are on, and, and they're pretty good as well, too. I feel like it's the closest that we've ever been to a, a different culture, you know, that you can reach out and, and be a part of, uh, you know, pop culture and, and journalism, and, and you feel like you're, you're actually a part of it versus watching it on TV, watching it through a different medium, that, that you're actually experiencing it, you know, on a very intimate level. Oh, absolutely.
absolutely, absolutely. And it's it's given rise to a rock star ecosystem on Twitter. You'll see that there's some, you know, people that would never have been known outside the web now thanks to social media of all types, not just Twitter, are have kind of a rock star status. Um, where people actually flock to see them. They ha- they can't tweet their location, you know, anymore because people will go to <laughs> find them. So it's it's been wow. interesting in that method, in that way for regular people. But on the flip side, for celebrities like Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore that are on, it's been a way to beat the paparazzi and devalue the paparazzi content and take back control of their personal life. Because if they're tweeting what they're wearing to the Oscars before they get there, the paparazzi can't sell the photos. So Interesting. That's interesting. Could Could you define what you perceive to be the best content on Twitter? Um, maybe with regards to some different variables, if you will, sort of entertainment and conversation and life betterment, professional. You know, how do you think about the concept of content on Twitter? I advise uh, most of my clients to be personal and helpful in the context of what they do. Um, so for me, that means that I spend a lot of time on Twitter having conversations with people, um, personal conversations on Twitter, and I try to intercept tips you know, or helpful news that I find periodically. I try not to do too much self-promotion, although I do run a lot of events, so I find that I <laughs> I do do a little more than I might like to, you know, as far as come to my event, um, that type of thing. Uh, if it's a musician, I love it when the musicians will tell us the inspiration for their songs, the links to a free sample of their song, talk with their fans about it. That's amazing. Uh, one of my clients is a film company, and they're using Twitter to take people behind the scenes of the making of their next film, Crooked Lane, um, which is fascinating. They're taking people on set using Twitter and TwitPic and Facebook and answering their questions about everything from the equipment to the inspiration behind the film. Um, so that's been uh, getting some good response. Authors are using Twitter in phenomenal ways. I know that um, a, a recent Life Tips show, you covered that, um, how social media is helping authors get published, get the word out, get sourcing, you know, for facts. It's, uh, we actually used a site um, run by a company called Bright Idea uh, to get some tips on Twitter that we didn't know. You know, we asked our Twitter users, what do you do that we haven't talked about yet? So that that was a good um window into the crowd mind, the hive mind, as they call it. Um, Twitter is an excellent tool for research. Uh, if you want to know how to do something, if you do what we call lazy webbing it and ask Twitter half the time, someone will answer your question, um, and they'll be correct. So it's, there's a variety. There's hundreds of thousands of ways to use Twitter. There's no one right way. Question. We are looking, you know, do you think it's possible to say, use a Twitter uh, a network to, say, find office space if, if we're, say, moving, which, by the way, we are. <laughs> um, are people really using it for that sort of direct point of, uh, of, uh, of, of need sort of answers? Absolutely. Absolutely. There is uh, a rock star real estate couple here in New Hampshire, the McGillicuddy's, um, and they actually now get 75% of their business from Twitter alone. Oh. Uh, they, they monitor Twitter for people looking for apartments and office space, people relocating to the area, and they jump in immediately to help them out. Oh. So, so they're, if you they're start searching about and surfing space, for people that have needs and then reaching out and, and, and pouncing <laughs> on the opportunity, which is probably great. I mean, that's somebody has a problem and they're, 
displaying it on Twitter. But what about the opposite, where I'm looking for people subletting space? That's harder to do, don't you think? No, not at all. The, the beauty of Twitter is, uh, say that I'm subletting my apartment for some reason, and I'm not monitoring Twitter. The beauty of Twitter is how many people are that know me. So if they see you talking about needing a certain kind of space and they know that my space fits the bill and I'm not advertising it, nine times out of ten, I'll get several phone calls and emails saying, hey, you need to go check Twitter and you need to talk to this guy. He's looking for office space and yours is perfect. So the beauty of Twitter is not that it's an online network, but that it is so unbelievably easy to bring it offline as well. I'm just tweeting that right now to see if I get any action on this from my (laughs) fabulous 300 followers, which is pretty pathetic. Live testing of the theory. (laughs) What's that? I said live testing the theory. Oh, I I sent a test to you already to see if you are monitoring your name, but I don't don't think you are. You probably have too many people. No, I am monitoring my name, but I'm actually um, making this call by Skype. So in order to clear the bandwidth, for the first time in about a week and a half, I have Twitter off at the moment. (laughs) Nice. I will find your tweets to me when we end the call, and I will respond. There you go. It was funny because it said Leslie posted, this is a test. Are you following my comments, Leslie? (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was only appropriate to have such a fabulous celebrity like yourself on the line. We have to see if you're alive. But thanks for clarifying that. I won't won't now be insulted that you didn't send me an I not only monitor my username and my real name, I actually am, uh, have all of the various spellings on Twitter so that people can find me easier. So. Nice. <laughs> now, what's, the, what, what's your take on the, 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 the difficult challenge on whether a company should have a Twitter account um, in their company's name and or should the individuals within the company have their own individual Twitter accounts and do they ever cross-pollinate and merge and talk with one another and to the owners uh, or the partners, uh, you know, tweet on the main company account versus the individual account. That's where it gets messy. Give us some help and guidance there. Partially that depends on what the company's goal on social media is. If their goal is to listen and they are a company with privacy concerns, say a doctor's office or a law firm, I might recommend more of a monitoring strategy and a company account so that they can be a bit more careful about what gets tweeted um, and what gets sent out just in case. Excuse me. Um, But then for companies that do retail, like Zappos Shoes has several hundred of their employees individually tweeting, and they monitor the brand name, and the CEO tweets as Zappos. So they're doing a multi-level approach that's much more comprehensive, and if you talk about shoes on Twitter – Nine times out of ten, you get an almost immediate response, you know, mm-hmm. from one of the employees directing you to a page on Zappos that can help you find what you need. Uh, if it's a customer service channel, I really admire what Comcast has done to improve their brand image, and it started with one guy, Comcast Cares, um, and now has spread to various employees that he has helping him monitor the channel. So if you look on Twitter, you'll see Comcast Fred, Comcast Bill, Comcast Joe, um, and they all will respond to complaints about Comcast and help you fix your service much faster now than if you call the Comcast call center. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, those are some very well-known examples. Um, some lesser-known examples here locally, restaurants that have uh, their employees tweeting is much more effective than just having the owner tweet. Um, anything that's retail or entertainment, the more people you can get talking about it, the better. Right. Here's a quick, just 
gosh, it's so great to talk with somebody like you about I feel like almost I'm going into Twitter psychiatric counseling right now with you, <laughs> like how to make my Twitter life better, please help me, right? So one question I have for you is, is actually related to our company Life Tips that, that you obviously know a little bit about. Um, and, you know, we bring on uh, gurus for each niche topic, and we're really trying to grow that whole pool of gurus that want to use the web as a vehicle to promote a book that we publish for them free of charge. You might be aware of that as well, um, 101 you. Tips on Any Topic Area. By the way, feel free to write a 101 Twitter tip book. We'd love to have you as our Twitter guru, but more on that later. Um, but my question for you is is the following. We, we've had some internal debates about this, and there's no one better to ask this than you. So we, we love Twitter, and we want the right column of all of our individual uh, guru tip sites at Life Tips to feature a, you know, the, the latest tw- tweet from that guru, right? right? One school of thought has us you know, going out and, and registering, you know, uh, cornering the market, if you will, on a bunch of life tips, sort of, you know, niche topic, you know, uh, tweet, you know, uh, sort of vehicles, right? So, you know, it might be, you know, garden guru, you know, or life tips garden or, or some handle like that that will allow people to communicate with one another and know that they're speaking from life tips. The other school of thought that says, wait a second, you know, these are all individual gurus. They all want to promote their own personal Twitter accounts, perhaps. Maybe some of them might not have Twitter accounts, but do you have a thought about that? You know, is it better to stay holistic when you might have 500 gurus um, at Life Tips and connect them all with a similar Twitter, you know, extension? What is your thought on that? You have uh, an individual author who's writing a book for a company like Life Tips who might also have content elsewhere, like a yeah. blog, or they may have other books. I would recommend encouraging them to have an individual Twitter. Yep. And then in their Twitter background page, the profile page, uh-huh. uh, if you look at mine, it links you back to some of my other content. And I would recommend using the Twitter profile background to indicate that their Life Tips offer and where they can find, you know, where people can find their Life Tips content. You know, in addition to their personal content, it's a more broader marketing um, reach. It gives you a chance to talk to people that might not be looking for life tips, like their friends and family mm-hmm. um, that would not be looking for a life tips site, so you're reaching a broader audience. It also gives them a little power, a little empowerment, you know, about how they present their life tips um, content for you. And I find that the more you empower people to do things themselves, the more eager they are to help. So. Mm-hmm. Excellent answer, um, and we will uh, I, I, we will likely follow your rule. We, we've been really debated it a lot <laughs> as to what the right right direction to go is, and, and and our goal in the end is to really help and support the writers. What other what other tips do you have with with this whole classic debate? And by the way. Here's an interesting concept for you, but I, I kind of define social media with with what I call the four C's, and I'm sure the ten hundred other people have thought of this. But <laughs> you know, um, content, community, uh, conversation, and conversion. Right? Those are the big okay. four C's, and they tend to have to come in that order. I find. Um, and but what's your take on growing? Um, you know, on the content end of things, and by the way, in the social media sphere, it might be actually contacts is what it might be, right? You need people that you're connected to. 
um, or connections maybe would be the first tier. What is your take on growing your your pool of followers or people you're following, the right etiquette to use? Because um, isn't that Currently, what it's all about? Currently, the follower number question is probably my least favorite one on Twitter. Um, yeah. Mainly because there have been a, a number of ways to do what we call gaming the system, which we do actually address in the book, um, Twitter for Dummies, somewhat. Uh, we address what those ways are and how to avoid doing them because mm-hmm. it does not matter if you have 500,000 or a million followers if none of them listen to you. Mm-hmm. If you have five followers that are rabid fans of you and talk about you to their 500 followers and so on down the line, that's influence. And that's what you should be cultivating on all social media is people that actually interact with you and that you hear what they're saying and they hear what you're saying and it gets actual results because numbers do not matter at all. Um, if you could have the only the only time numbers matter is if someone is telling you that they're a social media consultant and they want to charge you thousands and thousands of dollars and you look at their Twitter and they have ten followers and ten tweets and you go to twitterholic.com and you see they've been on Twitter for a month, well that tells you you probably shouldn't hire that person. But other than that, having a hundred thousand followers doesn't matter. How many followers do you have on Twitter? I believe I have uh, fifty two hundred. I think. Today? Wow. And what is your, how do I get a hold of you on Twitter? Because there is a Leslie Poston on Twitter, I believe, that is not you, I don't think. Did I get this right? I think I did. I am Leslie Poston on Twitter, but that is a private channel for my family uh, to reach me uh, because I have so many people that send me direct messages that sometimes the ones from mom get lost and she gets upset. Now, that's (laughs) interesting in itself. Um, Um, And I have each girl... Um, with an underscore between Geechee and Girl is my main Twitter account. That's the one on the cover of the book, and that's the one with 5,200 followers. And I try to use similar pictures across all of my different usernames so that people know that it's me. And I try in my profile bio to say, you probably were looking for Geechee Girl when you go to one of my other ones, and you need to click this link. So I kind of direct people to the correct place to, to talk to me. That link is not live on a Mac. That's kind of interesting. I'm just on that right now. It's uh, Twitter does not live link its background or its profiles. So you have to manually copy-paste them into your, into your thing. And they do that, I believe, for spam reasons. It's a system-wide limitation. Got it. I am not sure if they will ever make them live linked. Uh, if you use a program like CoTweet.com, which is corporate tweeting, right. uh, and if you have more than one account to follow, I recommend getting on a CoTweet-type service. Uh, inside the companion services to Twitter, the links are live when you go to a profile. Can you tweet to multiple accounts? Yes, I can. And what, what, what technology do you use to, you to make that happen? I use CoTweet. I'm um, helping them test their alpha version. If you want an invite to test CoTweet yourself, you can send them an at reply to at CoTweet, all one word. They're very nice people. They'll let you in to see what it looks like. Um, there's a few desktop applications like Seismic, S-E-E-S-M-I-C, desktop is my personal favorite, um, that will also manage multiple accounts. TweetDeck also manages multiple accounts, uh, another favorite. What I like about Seismic and TweetDeck, if you have thousands of followers, is they let you sort them uh, by group. So you can actually put your clients in one column, your family in one column, your friends in one column, uh, so, so on and so forth, all of your news 
um, accounts in one column and follow along a little easier. TweetDeck also has a very interesting feature. If you're one of those people who gets very annoyed when there's a conference going on and all of the tweets with the hashtag for the conference are popping up in your stream and people who are normally quiet or noisy, you know, uh, TweetDeck lets you filter out hashtags by column. So you can actually shut people up for a little while, which is kind of nice. <laughs> and Seasonic, how do you spell that? It's S-E-E-S-M-I-C. Dot com? Dot com, yep. And it kind of rivals TweetDeck, sort of? It kind of rivals TweetDeck. It's... Um, each, each serves a different purpose. The people behind Seismic also do a Seismic video. So this is Seismic Desktop will handle Facebook and Twitter and Seismic video service. TweetDeck will handle Facebook and a service called Identica, which is fairly new, and Twitter and 12 Seconds, which is another video service, and about nine others that I'm forgetting off the top of my head right now. So. Do you feel that you use Facebook for different types of activity than you would for, say, uh, Twitter? Do you find the two different mediums and different audiences and different messages? Somewhat. Facebook I use. Um, I won't friend someone on Facebook unless I've actually met you in some fashion. Uh-huh. So this this I would consider a meeting. So if you friended me on Facebook now, I would consider that we have interacted and I'm comfortable showing you my info page and that sort of thing. But if it's some stranger that I've never interacted with on any other service that I've never met in real life in any way, um, I'm probably going to say no to their friend request because uh, Facebook opens up a little bit more of your life than the average social network does. Uh-huh. So I'm a little more careful. But I use it for – I am very – similar in person to how I am online. Uh, there is very little divide for me between the personal and the professional, so I use them in very similar fashions. Huh. Well, what, what has been your take on the impact of uh, Twitter, particularly um, since you're the guru in that topic area, uh, on search engine optimization and SEO and how Google and some of the other bots and engines might be uh, seeing some value in the amount of content you're pumping out and or the links you're featuring. Do you see anything happening there from your perspective? Definitely. Google has been indexing Twitter since very early on. Um, so if you do a Google alert for your keywords or your Twitter handle, you will actually find your content popping up in some surprising places that Google picks up. Uh, at the moment, Twitter has turned off storing tweets for a certain amount of time. This is a very recent change, so I'm not sure how that will impact SEO. I'm actually um, following that very closely to see how that will impact SEO. At the moment, Twitter and Google combined have been a complete amazing increase in traffic to most websites, the two of them combined. So if you have an effective Twitter network and effective SEO, the combination of the two just blows your blog and your content out of the water. We're seeing that as well. We're tracking about a million keywords for probably about 500 clients now, and the clients that are active in, in Twitter are definitely seeing a ramp up, particularly for particular keywords and topics that they're that they're tweeting about. So, I support your thoughts there. Just so you know, <laughs> um, um, what's your what's your take on where Twitter will go? Do you see it changing at all as it as we move forward? Um, and every service has to change to survive. Um, so I definitely see Twitter 
already has changed quite a bit since it started several years ago, um, just since I've been using it. Um, I started in 07, I think. Been on it for quite a while. Big changes. People call it the myspacing of Twitter right now because of all the uh, the average Joes coming on, and uh, I love it. I think it's it's um, changing it for the better. Um, I don't like an insular community, so I love that we're being forced to get out of our little Internet shell and, and welcome in everyone. I see it going even further than that down the road, and there are going to be more integration with geolocation services and all kinds of things that people will probably feel are more invasive, but they're only going to make Twitter more interesting and have a broader reach and do more stuff. So I, I definitely think it's going to be kind of a wild ride coming up. I, I wanted to circle back with you on one thing you were saying on the SEO value. With that original question that I'd ask you on Life Tips with regards to Life Tips, Life Tips, by the way, has a main Twitter account, right? LifeTips.com, you know, yep. Twitter, at Twitter, uh, at, at Life Tips. And um, are you seeing the SEO value increase um, because of a corporate account being set up on Twitter? or even the individuals within the corporations that may have their individual accounts? In other words, how are the bots seeing the association between a particular domain name? Even the individual accounts can help your SEO, especially mm-hmm. if, you, if you have a blog, uh, which mm-hmm. I hope that you do, for your content, for each of your content pieces, I should say, and you use a program like Discuss uh, for your comments, which is D-I-S-Q-U-S, because in social media, apparently we cannot spell anything, that, you know, the way it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Another joke, you know, um, it's discuss.com comment system. I love those guys. They pull in all of your social media hits into your comments, which increases your SEO even further. And then if you integrate uh, what I call a social search function, uh, which on my blog I use legit, which is L-I-J-I-T, <laughs> um, uh, for my search engine, it also pulls in every other piece of content I've ever written. Hmm. So if someone searches for something, finds my blog, and clicks on the legit or the discuss panels, it will show you everything else I've written that fits your keyword. So it's not only helping the SEO of my main blog, it's also helping the SEO of old blogs that I may not update as much or old content I may have written for someone like Media Bistro um, or, you know, something like that. So. Just one quick follow-up that that might give you some interesting ideas. We had a wonderful guest on uh, a, a week or two ago that was from Canada and talking about his social media uh, strategy and effort, uh, fascinating gentleman. And one of his secret sauces for growing traffic on his website, and he has about seven sites that drive a million unique visitors a month, um, not bad for an author, right, um, a single individual author. <laughs> um, anyway, answering questions and, 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 and posting those answers on his site perpetually, posting both the questions and the answers on the site seemed to be a major factor with, with in continuing to see his traffic grow. But what's interesting okay. to me is, you know, so you're, you're perhaps you're using, um, you know, Discuss to feed in comments about a blog post perhaps or about something going on, and I guess you're feeding that into the actual blog post itself. Um, but using social media as a way to find out the questions people are asking as well as other answers that people are asking. Do you know what I'm saying? There's something there. There's a connection point that I bet the bots are, are latching onto. I do. A discuss is interesting. It's what I call a social comment system, which means it feeds the questions and mentions in 
and the regular comments, but it also feeds your responses out to the Discuss network and to Google. Uh. So all interaction uh, about your blog, on your blog, and regarding your blog is going through this single channel. Then you can actually take an RSS feed of the channel and put it on aggregator sites like FriendFeed or on your Facebook and have all of this discussion feeding out to your various networks. So every time someone comments on my blog, it lets Twitter know that they commented on my blog. It also lets FriendFeed know that they commented on my blog. And it lets the whole Discuss network know that they commented on my blog. So that's three sets of millions of eyeballs that get a chance to jump in on the conversation if they would like to. This is just so fascinating. I can't wait to hear this again because I'm going to have to listen to this myself again. One of those great shows that I need to hear twice to really have this absorb and sink in. One question for you is conversations, right? How many conversations are you having? Does a social media guru like yourself have with other people? How many posts are you making on other people's blogs or websites or using more Twitter as your means by which to ping people around? You know, does your I'm looking at some of your posts right now. You're sending a lot of personal congratulations and hellos and, you know, at this and at that, you're, you're basically using, uh, you know, Twitter as a conversation vehicle. But uh, in any given day, how many conversations are you having and where are you having them? I am having, uh, I would say, I'm online quite a bit because of what I do. And I'm on quite a few social networks because of what I do. So I would say in any given day, I have over 100 different conversations with people, possibly more. Um, I'm hesitant wow. to how many I actually think it is, but over 100 sounds good. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, I have them all over the place. I find the only thing that's been impacted so far is that I have less of them on my blog. Uh-huh. I might have any of them about my blog, but a lot of them are happening on FriendFeed or on Twitter, on my Facebook wall, on MySpace still. You know, it's the dying network, but it's still around, you know. Um, uh, any other space that I have a presence, I'm having conversations. And I have about uh, almost 100 various searches going at any one time to pull in information. So you said you tested me, you know, by mentioning my name. That will be in my yeah. inbox when I'm done with this call and I can respond to you. So um, you'll be one of my 100 conversations today. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and is your inbox over at CoTweet? Uh, my is that where you're managing actually, most of your activity? I have a MacBook, so I just use Mac Mail, and I use um, IMAP, Top 3, and RSS feeds to feed in all of my searches to my mail so that I can take it with me wherever I go. Wow. So you're feeding your conversations into your mail and then using your mail to feed those conversations back out? No, I usually go to the service to answer back, but what I find helps me keep track of so many different like this is some advanced use that's not really for everyone. Not everyone needs to do that because they don't have you know, 5,200 people talking to them on, on one network. But uh, I find that email helps me sort it into folders and groups and keywords and that sort of thing so I can keep track easier of various conversations. Because at some point, every conversation devolves into one and two-word answers. <laughs> so if you go back and look at that out of context, you won't know what you're responding to unless you keep the thread, so, which is actually one of the few things that I think is a drawback of Twitter right now is that they don't thread conversations. Luckily, Mambu and Tweety and CoTweet and a bunch of other services do thread conversations. So if you're using a third-party application, you can keep track of, of the whole conversation. Uh, TweetWorks, based right here in Boston uh, by Mike Langford on Twitter. Fantastic service. Uh, it's new. He's trying to get it integrated into the TweetDeck application as part of one of their many services, and it actually threads your conversation and groups your people that you're talking to, which is really handy. So, 
Hmm. Fascinating. What, what are your favorite social networks that you participate in and are active in? Uh, it actually changes often because there are several hundred social networks, and part of my job is to recommend what I think would be the best fit for every client that I get. I have a very wide client base. There's authors, there's film companies, there's musicians, wineries, restaurants. Um, so I'm constantly looking around. I say the corked network that Gary V runs for wine lovers is great. So is Snooze. I go to both of them a lot as a wine drinker. Uh, Goodreads is a great work if you're a book lover. Let's you can talk about what you're reading and get some recommendations from people. Um, I love Twitter, of course. I'm on Twitter every day. I love Facebook for keeping up with old high school friends and, you know, business contacts. Um, I'm trying to think what else my favorite networks are. There's a few for musicians that I follow that are a lot of fun. Um, I think I have a blog post listing those out. But uh, but I kind of hop around because I'm trying them out to see what would be a fit for my clients. So that's hey, one of the fun things. Yep. Uh, one one last question because we do have to run. But I wanted to know what how how useful is it to get certification for your Twitter page? I know that that a lot of people out there are saying that you know, oh, my Twitter's been hacked. That wasn't me posting. And I'm hearing that the answer to it is to get certified. How valuable is that? Uh, a certification for your Twitter page is not going to keep you from getting hacked. Mm-hmm. Um, a certification is really only applicable. Um, to like celebrities and that sort of thing to verify that it's really the celebrity talking. Uh, Twitter takes an extra minute of time to verify, you know, that it's really you. And I suppose it could be useful for companies as well. But the only thing that's going to keep your Twitter account from getting hacked is the same thing that keeps you from getting a virus in your email. Don't click on a link you don't know. Like most links that end in an odd character set that's not .com or .net or something familiar have a virus, just like email. So don't click on those. Um, If an application wants access to your Twitter account via OAuth or they want your passwords, ask your Twitter friends if they've heard of the application before and, you know, make some safe choices about who you give access and change your passwords regularly. Hmm. And that's what's going to keep you from getting hacked. Sound advice. Okay, the final question that I have, (laughs) at least for today, and I could obviously go on for several hours, as you can tell, but, uh, you know, Growing your your network, um, what do you think the the best way to do that is besides producing high quality content that people enjoy reading? The best way to grow your network is to interact with people and to be helpful at least periodically. Uh, people worry about giving away too much free advice, and that is a concern, especially if social media is your career. You know. Um, But whatever you can be helpful about, whether it's picking the best music for someone's wedding or picking the best shoes to go with that dress if they have a TwitPick account or helping someone solve a software problem, try and be helpful at least once a day. Try and talk to at least four or five people, you know, every time you interact on Twitter. Even if you don't follow them, jump in on those conversations and just kind of get your voice out there as a real person. It has been such a pleasure having you on the show today, and we wish you such fabulous success with your book. When did the book unleash? And, uh, and then give us a few ways people can buy the book or get a hold of you or uh, follow you. Uh, so please the book plug away. Is out plug away. Now. The book is out now. As we speak, you can get it in bookstores. You can get it at Amazon.com. There is a link in the sidebar on my blog, UptownUncorked.com, and I'm sure that Laura and Michael have links in their blogs as well. Uh, you can also get it for the Kindle. Apparently, there's a Kindle edition on Amazon.com. And 
um, you can find me on Twitter as Geechee Girl, which is G-E-E-C-H-E-E underscore girl. And if you want to know the story behind my name, you have to meet me in person, and I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> one of my icebreakers. And, uh, <laughs> and you can ask me any question you want on Twitter about how to get the book if I didn't cover it here. Fantastic. And what kind of clients are you looking for um, for your uh, Uptown Uncorked uh, business? I love a challenge. I love an interesting client. I have restaurants in my client stable. I have a film now, um, uh, which is called Crooked Lane, that's uh, by Chase Bailey of Left Bank Films. It's one of my clients. Um, I have ad agencies. I have wineries, distilleries. Um, I'm about to sign a furniture company that's local that will start next week that I'm really excited about. They're such nice people. Um, so anything I can do to help, you know, you grow your social media presence, I'm open to a variety of clients. I just have so much fun helping people figure out how to navigate this and develop a strategy and how to make it work for them that I'm open to anyone. So Appreciate it. And, and how do do how do you charge for your services and can you give some people some ballpark uh you know uh sort of projects that you take on and uh you know is it is it a sure. quick um, engagement uh you know in projects. and out a long engagement is it an education engagement just just give people a sketch cuz i think it's fascinating i charge by project so the longer and more comprehensive your project is the more expensive it will be <laughs> Uh, I do offer <laughs> I do offer a few individual plans for someone that just needs a little help starting out, uh, and those are under a thousand dollars. That's probably the cheapest. But again, those are very individual plans, and they're very limited. It's just for people who need help starting out. Um, if you want a more expensive strategy and campaign, it's a little more expensive. But I'm always happy to ju- to discuss my rates with anyone who wants to call, and how I determine the project cost and all of that. Fantastic. Uh, well, listen, we wish you the best of luck. How can people get a hold of you, uh, I guess, socially is, is through <laughs> through social connection is probably the best way, but I notice you have a phone number on your website. You know, do you encourage do. people to reach out and call you? What is an email address you want? and people can call that any time and talk to me. Terrific. Well, thanks very much for being on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> We've been a long show, but an important show. So thanks again uh, for for uh, Amanda. Any final questions or wrap up for us? No, I, I think that this is this has been a great foundation for anybody out there who had any questions at all about Twitter. Well, I've been tweeting a few tweets during the show. I think uh, Brendy was tweeting for us as well. So we've got lots of lots of action for you, Leslie, to follow up with. So thanks Excellent. again for being on the show. I'll be sure to log in right after <laughs> Right on. <laughs> right on. Thanks again for being on the show. Until next week, everyone, I hope your uh, hope your day was a little bit smarter, better, faster, and and Twitter Twitter what Twitterific. <laughs> <laughs> Tweeterific. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.